No one sees the perfect con coming, especially inside their own home. There's something weird about that girl. She's family. Everything was fine around here until you showed up. Sometimes we've become someone we aren't to right a few wrongs. I guess we're just gonna have to figure this out together. Nick told me I'm her best friend. But living a lie can catch up with you. Don't get too attached to this family. You're not there to make friends. She's like the sister I never had. Do we have another kid now? I just saw a girl who needed a family. Justice doesn't always get served the way you pictured. I'm up to no good. Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another season kind of review. This one's going to be for No Good Nick Part 2 of, I think, what is Season 1. Um, it's a bit confusing, but I'll get into that in a minute. I'm your host, Matthew, and this is going to be, yeah, a review for, uh, a, a spoiler free to start off with, then we'll take a break, we'll let you know what else we've been doing, and then we'll go into spoilers, but I'll warn you, I'll warn you when we go into spoilers, so don't worry about that. Um, yeah, so essentially, we've got, um, you had the first part premiered, uh, April 15th, if you guys remember, I did a 101 and 102 impressions, and then I did a, uh, I called it a season one review because that's what I thought it basically was. Uh, it was ten episodes, um, and it was a like a season. Uh, it said the first part premiered on April fifteenth, twenty nineteen, and then on Netflix on Netflix, um, and part two was released on August fifth. August fifth. Um, I did see a post earlier today, or it might have been yesterday. Uh, from Melissa Joan Hart saying that they're hoping for a season two renewal, and they, she did specifically say season two. So I'm guessing these gonna gonna be done in parts, I suppose. I know that um, I think it's Sabrina, the the new Netflix Sabrina thing. They do their seasons in parts, but they're waiting for season two. I I don't know if Netflix is gonna start doing like half seasons or something. It's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, essentially this is, I guess, part two then of season one, if, if the next, if the next lot of episodes is going to be season two, presumably that will be season two, part one and part two, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yes, this is going to be specifically for part two, so the newest set of episodes that were, were released on, uh, the 5th of August. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen those episodes, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil too much, uh, or spoil, I'm not going to spoil anything in this section. Um, so yeah, um... This season started off slow, but the positive thing I will say is once it changed, it started off in like first and second gear, to, to use some car metaphors I suppose. Uh, it started off in like the first, gradually went to the second gear, then it shifted right into the fourth and fifth gear, and then it stayed there for the rest of the season. So, uh, I mean they had a few things that they were intending later later on to set up, which I think that they did a, a good job of. Um... And uh, I think that they did some of those things pretty well. Um, I think that yeah, so I think the pacing was was decent this season. I think that most of most of the character stuff was good this season. Um, there's a one particular character um, who's oh, well, actually two particular characters whose plots I did not find interesting at all this season. But I'll get into I'll get into who they were and what that was about uh, later on. Um, but yeah, it sort of started off a bit slow, and then I got to like, it, it's around episode 3 that this thing really kicks into gear, this second part of the first season, uh, really kind of kicks into gear, um, 
And yeah, once it gets there and it sets up a couple of things and it sort of stays there, it really does stay there and like carry itself through the rest of the season. Um, There's still a couple of episodes roughly in the middle that like are slow in parts, but again to set up certain things. But once they fully set up what they're setting up and once it tells those stories sort of fully and gets into things fully, uh, like I said, it really does stay into it stays into fifth gear. At that point, and that's about granted. That's about three or four episodes into the season, or the second half of the season. I'll just call it the second half of the season because it's called part two. Um, once it gets there, it stays there, and once it stays there, it's great. It's back to like uh, good old no good Nick, I suppose. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't remember the first part having that particular problem, but they get a lot deeper into I'll just say like answers and some other stuff some some things get answered or whatever I won't go too much into that uh, and once they once they basically get to the point where they need to push forward in the story um, not in a way that they like wrote themselves into a corner and then forced themselves out of the corner um, but like once they get there they stay there and this this second half of the season is, is really really great um, I will say that they've still got they still got a couple of the little like awkward bits and pieces of writing but given that this is like a live audience filmed sitcom it has some of that stuff now and again um it's also kind of strange because like in this show now now that it's been around for 20 episodes it's like got a bit more there if you know what i mean um it's sort of really odd when you look at this show and you think you, you just think about the different things that are happening in the show like i said in part one the, the whole fascination or the whole just like um for me personally the whole thing i was like okay when you when you usually see a con artist or a thief in this show obviously nick um she's the one doing all the stealing and stuff it's not usually a 14 year old girl and I've I know I went over that in the first part um review or whatever I'll probably need to rename that that now to part one review um and uh yeah the show continues to do that and she actually gets like some of the things that she has to do are a lot harder for her to do so it really pushed that concept a lot further and granted um that's like you know the plot of of the show is you know one one of the really main things of the show is her stealing stuff so um they kind of had to do that as well but also they did pull that stuff off really well like uh, i would spoil particular things but there's a lot of stuff involving banks in this season i thought a lot of it was just crazy and like really kind of out there but they pulled it off in ways that made sense but again it's like this isn't a an adult doing these things it doesn't matter if it's a if it's a 14 year old girl or a 14 year old boy this is not an adult doing these things this this is a this is a girl who you know is at school and um has like family dinners and um, stuff like that i mean i know you know walter walter white had family dinners and stuff uh and whatever but this is you know he's she's not working at you know the uh what was it that walter white worked i know it was at the school and then they brought the they had the uh what was it the car wash thing like i think he worked there or whatever um, I think that was also in season one of Breaking Bad. But yeah, she's not doing none of that stuff. She's like with teenage friends and with teenage family members. And she's also at the same time, not at the same time, but in this, in later scenes, stealing stuff. is It's really kind of odd, but also really, really well put together. So yeah, you've got that sort of stuff happening and then you've got uh, just other things as well. And yeah, just, just the fact that... This is this is a bit of a different beast to, to me now in terms of um, 
what I, I suppose a sitcom is is capable of doing because this is very much a drama in certain scenes it definitely is um but it also manages to have really funny moments and it also manages to and this is where season season two part two really shines a bit more is there certain drama scenes where a character is jokingly kind of jokingly or sarcastically kind of giving up right and um they'll manage to like slide bits of comedy in there here and there and it, it works surprisingly well so yeah i enjoyed this part too overall there's not a whole lot more i can really say without getting into spoilers because i will say just in terms of other other bigger things um this season this i need to stop saying this season i'm not used to netflix having half seasons of stuff so it's usually just hey here's the whole season um but uh in terms of this second part like this really does just jump into a lot more story and a lot more character stuff than than as opposed to the first part that's not to take away from the first part but the first part of the season was really establishing what the show was doing because again like i said this is really really kind of a different beast in terms of a sitcom because it's it's a live audience sitcom it's a drama and it's also got you know again a child uh effectively a child or a young young teenage person stealing stuff it's really there's really like some it's really kind of bizarre bizarre but also really deserving of some praise how the show's able to pull that off is really quite just just uh incredible at times um and the way just there because there's with all those different elements there's so many different tones in the season there's so many different sort of just bits and pieces that they have to put together and i felt like this second part really kind of just just pushed it forward again so um it it, it, it's done basically this show is now basically done got itself into a situation where they set up who Nick was, what was going on, what's up with the Thompsons and all that sort of stuff in, in part one, as well as doing some stealing scenes. And then season part two <laughs> has really kind of like, you know, okay, now that we've got all that established, let's tell much more of a meaty sort of story. And there's a lot in here. So, um, yeah, they, they really did a great job. So, yeah, that's basically all I can say spoiler free for part two of No Good Nick. Again, if you, um, I guess if you haven't started the, the show at all, um yeah go and um start the show then check out the 101 and 102 impressions thing and then you can uh of course listen to the season one review part one review uh once that's finished i will still be saying season one in that because i'm not going to go back and edit that but i'll rename it to uh to part one i suppose um but yeah you can go and check all that out and then of course um yeah go and watch these 10 episodes or the 20 episodes depending on how much you've actually watched of the season or of the show and then uh yeah we're gonna go into some uh, housekeeping now I'll come back, I'll give you one more spoiler warning for part two of No Good Nick on Netflix. Uh, and then we'll get into some spoilers, but I'll see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. 
and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we had the uh, Premier League basically transfer deadline day and that was fun wasn't it because we signed so many players um but man united had the were, were of course involved with transfer deadline day when we sold lukaku for 70 million i don't know what we'll do with that money but i discussed it on the podcast um so that's episode seven of the united cast which is of course our man united and football podcast and remember man united have got chelsea tomorrow or i might release this a bit later um yeah man united will have played chelsea sunday uh, at 4 30 so that will be interesting to discuss as well. Um, yeah, and then I basically went through now that the deadline day is over and uh, the team has been more settled, I suppose, if you want to call it that. Uh, I went through the team and basically picked who I would start uh, as as the main starting eleven. now that the team is pretty much settled. Um, iZombie had its series finale, season 5, episode 13, All's Well That Ends Well. Me and Robert covered that and we'll be back this Wednesday to do a series wrap up and talk about the series as a whole and just wrap everything up basically so there's that uh what else did we do this week's uh sorry last week's gaming talk uh we talked about crush team racing and the lovely microtransactions that have been added to the game by the very lovely company that is activision um but yeah no they added uh, uh microtransactions to the game i also talked about my um scripted review which i'm sure i'll mention here in a bit we also talked about mixer because they signed kind of in football terms in a way uh, they signed Ninja, the of course popular, very very popular uh, Twitch streamer who's now exclusively streaming on Mixer. And um, we talked about some other stuff as well. Uh, what else is there? Uh, merchandise. I'm looking into doing some merchandise for Entertainment Talk. There's a way that I can be able to do it and everything like that. But I need a level of uh, interest before I go and set uh, things up. So let me know. Let me know what you think in terms of merchandise and uh, what you'd like us to do. But listen to the podcast so you know what we we'll, we are able to do. Uh, so there's that as well. Uh, scripted reviews was one of my uh, announcements this past week. Uh, I basically have taken different scripts that I've written for different games for for different reviews and uh, have made those into podcasts essentially. And the first of those is for Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, which doesn't have spoilers because it's a kart racer. So there you have that. Uh, American Horror Story is returning soon for season nine. It's going to be happening towards the end of September. I think it's the week before the Good Place returns, roughly. Uh, it's called uh, 1984. It's for season nine, and it's going to be based on a slasher season, basically. So there's the preview podcast for that. That podcast is on iTunes and on Spotify, and it's also in the iTunes feeds page. A couple of Let's Plays: Apex Constructs, uh, the PSVR game, um, Bravo Team Let's Play VR. So. Um, yeah, that, that was for the VR game of uh, Bravo Team, and then Carnival game, Carnival Games, which is another PSVR game. Uh, the other announcement was that we're going to be doing a series called Let's Play Sundays. The first episode will be this Sunday, which will be the 11th of August at 7 p.m. UK time, which is 11 a.m. Pacific time and 2 p.m. Eastern time. So look out for those as well. Uh, I've recorded four four different Let's Plays, so that's four weeks worth of them. So go and enjoy those as well. Also, a quick reminder that um once we wrap up iZombie next week which will be uh this coming Wednesday the following Wednesday after that classic reviews will be back for season the second half of season 2 uh or I guess the continuation of season 2 which will be the 21st of August so look out for that as well all right so we're going to get into spoilers for part 2 for no good next so if you've not seen the second part um then I'm going to be spoiling it so pause the podcast here if you're listening on a podcast platform 
Um, if you're listening on the website, just click on the homepage and that will take you out of the podcast as well. Um, I already said that I was going to be doing the spoiler part at this point. So, um, yes, you need to leave now. So we can- All right, so let's get into some spoilers here. Um, so, yeah, the two things I want to point out, which is uh, Molly's plotline with... Um, it was either like Becky or Tamika or the whole the whole thing with Jeremy about the um uh president the d- d- debate thing um i didn't care about any of that that happened this season i thought that um there was the particular i think i swear she was a new character this second half of the season um the one that had um it could have been lisa cuz she's not listed as as a specific character like it's got recurring um kyla drew is becky activist and leader of the volunteer squad uh, molly's frenemy um, yeah, it was basically the girl who had the short, I'm sure it was blonde, the short blonde hair, she just, every line of dialogue she had just irritated me, and there was, there was a couple of scenes, I was like, should I just skip this, because it seems like it's going to be just a couple of minutes of them just debating about this high school stuff, that, that I just didn't, didn't care about any of that, so, um, yeah, it's, I, I get it, there's like a, I know there's supposed to be, you know, sort of a, a teen angle here, you've literally got, you know, like, you know, your protagonist, Nick, who's a who's a teenage girl and then you've got obviously um molly teenage girl she's gonna have teenage girl friends and all that sort of stuff um but uh is that really the plot line that you need to tell with all this like um she's bringing up like trump and all this sort of stuff i, I just I, I didn't care about any of that so um and i i'd wondered what they were going to do with that in the second part of the season because that was one of my problems in in the first part I guess it's just part of the show, but it's not a part of it that I care about or really need. Um, but in terms of a show that's focused around fourteen-year-old girl who is, you know, a con artist, I don't really need other similar characters who are like bitching with each other. Basically, <laughs> I just don't really need that. Um, like there was the scene with. Um, uh, I think it was Molly. It was when they were doing the raffle thing uh, a, a little bit earlier in the season. It was around episode three or something. And uh, Molly goes in the room, and Nick is trying to. Nick is swapping the. I think she just swapped the uh, all the raffle tickets and that. Like she did the triple swap thing, whatever she did. And Molly comes in, and she just complains for like two minutes straight, and just moans about moans about like Instagram followers and all that sort of stuff. So I, I'm I'm getting all this negative stuff out of the way now because there's a lot of positive i do have to say about the season like this this is the only this is the only thing that i have a problem with in the show so i need to just get my thoughts on it out of the way and then we can plus plus then we can end the positive uh the podcast on a uh a more positive note yeah there's the scene where molly she's doing all this like oh you know i had instagram followers and uh becky sabotaged it and i lost them all and all this and that and that yeah i just i don't want any more of that in this season and like i said there was even a scene i was considering sort of uh skipping but then i think like as i went to skip and i was thinking about it and then they moved on to the next scene so uh yeah that's that's all i really care to say about those particular scenes um and yeah just wanted to get the uh, negativity out of the way because it wouldn't be a fair criticism if i said like hey yeah that stuff was fine no i really disliked it so um yeah that not to be a critic but that's my critique of the show is the, uh, the 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 teenage drama essentially. Like I I I like certain teenage drama shows. I like um, Scream and Riverdale. 
uh, and in the the more teenage side of things like Hollyoaks, obviously there's the more adult storylines in Hollyoaks as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've liked other teenage drama shows, um, but not when it's done like this. So again, I know it's not supposed to be that that sort of stuff is not supposed to be pointed at me specifically. But there's a part of the show that I'm interested in that doesn't really have because that stuff didn't really have anything to do with anything else it just gave molly something to do i know it was tied with tied up with jeremy and eric and all his like coming out stuff which was absolutely brilliantly done um but that was that was kind of separate to the jeremy stuff i know it was to do with like um was it the whole raffle tickets thing in the end i know it was kind of tied into that but you didn't need it to tell the story with jeremy so again just getting the negativity out of the way because it wouldn't be a fair critique if i just completely ignored that part or lied and said i thought it was fine uh moving on from all that nonsense um what do we have yeah i'll I'll go on to the one of the the good positives from the season um jeremy i thought that they handled his coming out stuff really really well um i really liked how there's lots of different ways you can connect this. How Nick saw him kissing Eric, and then obviously she realized, you know, what was up, and um, you know, he then later says, you know, this is who I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out, and he's there with Eric, and he's having this nice conversation, and it's good that he ties that into, you know, his I guess original love in, love interest, um, or you know, gay love interest or whatever, um. Like the the first one that's displayed to that character on the show, he's there with him, and Eric has this really, again, this really sly sort of comedic scene where it's like coming out's a really stressful thing for uh, the LB, the LBGTQ uh, community, and the way that they've put it in, like a realistic thing where some some parents or some family members do sort of get the idea that you might be gay or whatever, however you recognise yourself, uh, and they just kind of wait for you as either their son or their sister or their brother or whatever to come out and then him just giving the whole thing about you know oh i've got something to tell you oh we know that you're gay okay cool like that that was a and then you can it was kind of a little bit funny and they even the two of them um or a little bit sort of huh that was you know kind of kind of simpler or whatever i i just like the way that they, that they did that i thought that was that was pretty well done uh and then jeremy of course that that helping him to push push himself forward i guess in a way um with th- with this guy who told him he didn't have any interest came back and helped him and all that i thought that was really well done uh and then of course you know um what's it uh liz and molly get home early and they have the whole car news and all that stuff they're really excited and jeremy's excited as well to tell them about him him coming out and he's got this playlist lined up and this presentation and then he accidentally starts playing a bunch of stuff through uh, i think it was alexa he said, I don't think it was Google or Cortana or Siri. There's so many different things that that do that. I think it was Alexa. Uh, and then he sort of like, um, I think the command was Alexa play play Jeremy's coming out playlist or something. And then that gets played. And yeah, thought that was all really, really great. And especially just, um, I'll get on to Melissa Joan Hart as Liz in a minute. But her sort of holding holding him close or whatever and saying like, hey, I love you. I accept you. Um, I thought that was so so well done. I'm I'm really kind of uh, very very happy with how they pulled that off. And then um, yeah, some I guess some some people have always got the complaint of like you know there's often too big of a deal made out of people coming out like in Hollywood and all that sort of stuff. But I thought the way that they handled handled it with this, it wasn't too like shoved down your throat. 
and it was a little bit more it was a bit more of one of the quieter things in the season because it had they'd kind of planted the seed a bit earlier with Nick and um then it kind of came back a bit later in the season and yeah it was just this nicely really nice well paced sort of uh thing that they did i thought they pulled it off really really well so it's it's specifically if there's a specific strong point i'm going to point out with that whole storyline it's it's uh what's the guy's name uh kalama epstein his scene with melissa where they're like standing really close to each other or whatever and they're doing obviously the mother something i thought that was just played so well uh both of them acted that out really really well as well uh speaking of acting i want to give um Siona Ogdong um at Nick of course the, the main protagonist of the show I thought her acting I got had gotten a lot better this season specifically in scenes where she's either a little more emotional or because obviously a lot of dramatic stuff happens towards the end of the season I thought that her her emotional acting specifically uh was a lot lot better this season and her more sort of Either when she's in a dramatic situation or when she's in quite a critical sort of situation. Um, so like when she's when she's doing the stuff in the bank, when she's in the, the vents and all that. I thought her acting was just so much better. Uh, I didn't. I thought it was pretty good last season. Her acting improved a lot this season, is what I'm trying to say. So uh, like it wasn't fixed. It was just improved and pushed forward. So I thought that was so much better this season. Um, I want to save the actual ending discussion for for the end. I suppose I want to go through the characters and kind of give them give praise where praise is due. Because uh, I kind of um, crapped all over the <laughs> uh, all over the Molly stuff at the start. Um, Ed, I thought I I don't know. I thought Ed was a little bit more pushed to the side this season. I know that Sean Ashton or Aston um, had all, all the bank stuff to do this season with. Uh, was it Mrs. Chong, Mrs. Chang, Miss Chong? Um, with the, of course, the bank client and that. Is that name listed here? I think, um, no, her name isn't listed. Oh, no, Miss Lee, that wasn't her, was it? No, I can't see her name listed in the cast. There's no one listed as, uh, Mrs. Chang or Miss Chong. Um, there's Miss Lee, I don't think that that was her. I think that was a different character. Um, yeah, I can't see her name listed here, so I don't know what to do about that. I uh, thought that was all fine, um, and uh, yeah, obviously it connected more with the whole diamond necklace stuff with Nick, and that stuff was pretty good. Um, so yeah, they did they handled that really well. Uh, so yeah, I, I haven't got too much to say about Ed. He felt like one of the slightly more pushed aside characters, um, and in my you know honest opinion, which is what I'm here to give you, I would have just deleted a lot of Molly stuff and put a lot more Ed at the bank sort of stuff. Although. Outside of the whole Mrs. Chang and necklace stuff with Nick, what else do you do there? Um, I mean, I know there was like the off-screen promotion that he talks about when he comes back, but you, there's there's not much that you can, not much else you can do. I know there was the whole kind of uh, bank episode, which I guess he shined in as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That, that, that's something I would have liked to have seen more of, but I don't know necessarily what they could have done more. Uh, and again, I would have regulated some of the Molly story um, to decide a bit more. Uh, just because of relevance and obviously to everything I've discussed already. Um, yeah, Jeremy enjoyed his stuff this season. And uh, like I said, his coming out stuff. Um, which is literally just listed here in the cast list. Because um, it now... I'm this didn't, I'm sure this didn't have this listed before, obviously. Because it happened this half season. Jeremy, the eldest, Thompson. 
child and an overachieving high school sophomore who is suspicious of Nick, he later comes out as gay to his family, which is kind of a spoiler in a way, um, but I'm not in control of this, so... Um, yeah, I thought all that stuff was great. Um, but yeah, so yeah, in terms of character stuff, they, they did some great stuff this season. Just apart from Molly and I would have, um, yeah, that's my, that's my critique of the season is I liked, uh, actually I haven't finished talking about Liz, so I should jump back there. Um, thought the restaurant stuff was good and, um, to connect that to the overall, basically the overall story, really thought that they told the, um, uh, what was it called? The um the, the the Italian restaurant that she shut down, um because of course she's got the crescendo restaurant, um it doesn't say I can't remember the name of the restaurant the the Bardelli's or something it was something like that Prezelli's it was something like that the the um uh, restaurant across the street that Nick and her dad had uh Sam Nick's uh no not Nick's foster dad um. Tony, Nick's dad, who is in prison, because uh, then it's got Sam, Nick's foster dad, listed below him. Um, yeah, thought they thought that they told that story really, really well, and I kind of got into the second half of the season and thought, like, wait a minute, has all the motivations been explained? There was just like a couple of moments I had throughout the season where I was like, have all the motivations been explained? And they kind of hadn't. And then obviously they went and did the whole uh, backstory episode, which I thought was probably. Uh, the best episodes of the season, or one of three best episodes, I thought the last two, maybe the last three episodes, and that particular episode, which I think was episode five or six, roughly, um, thought that stuff was handled really, really, really well, and, uh, they had kind of really laid out to me and explained, um, the situation, which, like, I mean, in the end, it was, um, there's the, obviously, the, always the quote, it's just business, which it was, like, she saw, that she saw this competing restaurant, she did what she thought she had to do, granted, Molly was the one that went behind, kind of their back, and took a photo of the menu, which is literally kind of, like, stealing, um, again, Molly kind of going too far, or whatever, uh, I feel bad for criticising the Molly stuff, but, um, again, I just didn't like it, but yeah, uh, whole, her kind of like whole stealing stuff was basically taking a photo of the of the competition's menu, um, and, and everything like that. So um, yeah, I thought that was really great. It really kind of laid out the full story and the full stakes, and um, yeah, just everybody's kind of motivations and the the full kind of situation. Um, and I'm glad that in the end, you know, the Thompsons came back. They've or it looks like they've taken. Nick back obviously and she's going to live with them because that was one of my kind of um, the confusing things she gets on this coach uh, Nick at the end of the season because obviously she's like you know I don't think you can fully forgive me and this and that in, in the letter that she's left um, but where was she going they hadn't explained that Nick hadn't said anything um, I guess that they felt that they didn't need to explain that because Nick was coming back anyway I, I don't know I, I was just confused with like okay Sure, she can work and all that. She was working for Liz at Crescendo, but where is she going? Um, so that was kind of confusing to me, especially since because I kept checking the time, how much time was left towards the end. Just like, oh, are you gonna put her on the coach and like cut to credits? But obviously they didn't. So glad that I, I mean that that isn't quite as relevant, I suppose, just because they explain, you know, uh, or they show rather that the Thompsons come back at the end and then they uh, take her. Uh, Nick back um and yeah I'm kind of wondering because I'm going to get into the the end of the, of the second half territory now um 
what are they going to do now in the season? Because both Sam and uh, Dorothy, the foster parents, who were part of, obviously, the um, the stealing, all, all that stuff, basically. Um, she's kind of said goodbye to Tony. Not Tony, yeah, Tony. Um, but I, I suspect she'll go back there at some point and uh, have another conversation with him. Because, obviously, he wants to take down Ed. But I, I think... It's difficult to... How many more seasons can you do of this show? Because, like... I don't even kind of... I mean, I'm I'm not the showrunner, but... Um... Like... You could... I don't know if you can make this show last, like, five, six, seven, eight seasons. You can maybe do, like, one more or two more seasons at most. Um... And if they do them in two parts again will be... That will be 20 episodes altogether if they stick to ten episodes per half. Um... Because I don't actually quite know what they're going to do next season, let alone this season... And, um, maybe, you, I mean, you couldn't have had this really as a series finale because you've also got Tony and, uh, obviously the photo as well. Uh, you've got Tony who's still in prison, that's not really resolved. I know she said goodbye to her, Nick said goodbye to her dad, but that's not, like, wrapped up. Um, so if you give this, like, one more season, I suppose, I, I don't know. Um, unless they got, obviously, you know, the showrunner's probably got... Uh, seasons mapped out that I can't think of because I'm not obviously the showrunner or the writer I'm not the one making the decisions but um, you go back you sort out some stuff with Tony um, I guess you do some like Thompson family rebuilding stuff next season um, but in terms of the whole um, con artist stuff that's gone now like Nick is gonna live with unless something else happens this is another twist or something Nick is now living with the Thompsons and everybody knows everything um so that part of the show is essentially gone but I, I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do in the, in the future episodes uh but um yeah obviously you've got I, I think that Sam and Dor- Dorothy should just be you know them in prison that should just be them written out the show unless there's going to be something else that comes out later like unless they get locked up in the same prison as Tony or something and you see them with Tony in certain scenes or like Nick goes to visit Sam and Dorothy but I don't need to see anything from them that they failed and they were arrested so that's kind of the end of them for me Um, of course you do have the whole uh, what's it I think it was Sam and Dorothy who were in the picture I think it was who was spotted with Nick's mum? Who Nick's mum's barely been addressed or mentioned in the in the entire show, at least from what I can recall or what I can remember. Um, so we don't know kind of where she is at or anything. I there's story to there's story to explore and all the things that I've just mentioned. I just don't know what you do with the whole Nick's con artist skills because um, unless she starts stealing from Sam and Dorothy or something like Sam and Dorothy have extended family, yeah, you you could twist it around to where like. Instead of Nick trying to get her own back on the Thompsons, she's trying to get her own back on Sam and Dorothy. Maybe they introduce Sam and Dorothy's family and she tries to steal from them or something. I I, I really don't know, but uh, I think I should probably stop guessing now. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, there's other there's story that you can do with Tony and obviously the, the whole picture. Cliffhanger, there's story there, but uh, I don't know what you do with Nick's skills. So... Yeah, that's pretty much everything from from the season. Again, like I said, they were they were in first or second gear, and then they shifted. You know what? They didn't shift to fourth gear. They shifted to fifth gear, and they they stay there for the rest of the season. I was like, there there was a shift at a certain point in the season again around episode three, where um, it might have been around where Nick gets spotted kissing. Uh, Nick gets spotted kissing Eric. Where Jeremy <laughs> gets spotted kissing 
uh, Eric, and because that that was the first kind of set of stakes, I suppose, uh, in, in a way. You know, he's got something to he's got something he wants to protect, and he's not ready to reveal yet. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it starts off in the second or first gear, and then it shifts right into uh, fifth gear and stays there. So yeah, really great season, really enjoyed it, and I'm even more curious now as to what they're going to do. Uh, with the season now that you've kind of stripped away the whole stealing from the Thompsons thing because I'm well there's no reason for her to do it now so yeah we'll see what happens in the in the rest of the show I don't know when the show's going to come back and like Melissa said on on Facebook uh, or on social media she probably put it on Twitter as well that the show needs to get renewed for season two hopefully it does because Netflix has been a little bit more uh, they've had the axe out a little bit more recently like with the with the OA and uh was it Bert and Ernie or something but the um Tuka and Ernie or something that that show about the the animated birds I, I never saw it so I couldn't tell you what it was about um I think it was from the same showrunners or artists or something from Bojack Horseman it's the very Bojack Horseman look-alike type show uh, but again I didn't see any of it so I've probably got those character names wrong Tuka and Ernie or something that got cancelled as well um yeah Netflix has been on a little bit more of a cancellation spree as of late and a lot of people were uh, I mean I don't want to scare anyone but uh, they've not officially renewed Stranger Things yet they will I would be shocked if Netflix didn't renew Stranger Things for season 4 because aside from Friends and The Office for some reason that's their biggest show um, so yeah let's hope that uh, Melissa Joan Hart can be a big enough name um, just like Ricky Gervais I suppose uh, with Afterlife and everything let's hope she can get uh, pushed through the, the renewal or something so yeah, see what happens, because, yeah, Stranger Things was, what, July 4th, and it's the 10th of August, so, where's that season 4, unless they I, I don't know, anyway, n- none of that matters, let's hopefully, let's hope that the show gets renewed for season 2, because they've still got some stories to tell, and uh, we'll see what they do with season 2, uh, thank you all very, very much for listening, if you're still listening here, uh, for my long review uh, of part 2 for No Good Nick, um, and we'll see what happens in technically part three but it's going to be season two part a i'm also curious to see what they name this next part of the series so because uh, it's obviously a bit more of the thing they're doing anyway thanks all, thank you all very much for listening you can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org uh, and if you think i'm wrong about um all of the all of my criticism with molly and all the teenage stuff you can let me know as well of course again it's opinions so uh make of that what you will you can send in any feedback, questions, comments, thoughts, ideas to Entertainment Talk or any of the shows that we do. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. If you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, Entertainment Talk is on Patreon. We also have an Amazon affiliate link. Uh, of course, merchandise is potentially coming soon. So again, let me know your thoughts on any Entertainment Talk merchandise as well. Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Um, and word of mouth, yeah, we have social media, you can share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, what else can you do? Yeah, share them, on, share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups, I just said that. Uh, video games, if you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer, and look out for this Sunday's uh, Let's Play Sunday's uh, podcast, and for, for at least the next four, potentially five weeks. Uh, Thanks for listening and I'll see you for whatever the next part is called or the next piece of content. Goodbye.